1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
2: Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Kevin Don here with some fitness noticings to get you thinking about what you're doing in the gym and your life that might push the needle from sickness to wellness. If you're a regular listener of the show, You'll know that I love a good anecdote, so I'll kick this episode off with a little story from my life this week. As you know, I do a whole bunch of different training, including karate, judo, boxing and gymnastics. Now, this past week, the weather here has been really cold and the gymnastic facility that I go to has no heating. During my tumbling training, I felt completely fine, but later that evening, I had really painful knees bilaterally under both kneecaps. I've actually had surgery right here before on the patellar tendons. It's just likely that I had a bit of tendon inflammation, probably from the cold weather, just making things a bit stiffer. The next day I went to judo training. I said to one of the coaches, my knees were a bit sore. One of the other older coaches then chimed in with, I can't remember the last time my knees didn't hurt, as he pulled on two knee braces to get ready to train. What this tells me is that to some extent, this coach has normalized pain and injury. This is something I see very often. In 2018, I was working with a gym in Iceland on coach development for their staff. During a meeting, the owner of the gym claimed that his gym had Iceland's lowest injury rate. Now, this was a claim he couldn't actually make because firstly, I knew that his gym had no reporting procedure or record keeping of client injuries. And secondly, He didn't have access to the records or lack of from other facilities. I took him down to the gym floor to watch a class where I pointed out several participants who were wearing one knee sleeve. You only wear one knee sleeve or one wrist wrap if you have one sore knee or sore wrist. And the walking wounded are injured clients. In my view, as soon as we begin to normalize injury and pain in participants, we're heading to a very strange place, because that's not what fitness is about. My very first episode here, I defined fitness as the absence of disease or injury in an organism. If our actions as coaches or as exercise participants result in injury or pain, we have failed in the goal of being in a state of fitness. But that old adage of no pain, no gain is still prevalent in the fitness industry and in how people perceive their training. But where does the expression come from and what does it mean? Well, we can actually find similar expressions going all the way back to the 5th century BC where the Greek poet Sophocles wrote, nothing truly succeeds without pain. And even Benjamin Franklin expressed something similar in 1758's The Way to Wealth, saying there are no gains without pains. But the phrase itself entered popular vernacular with Jane Fonda who repeatedly used it in her popular 1980s exercise videos. But what was Jane Fonda getting at? Well, she was referring to what's known as DOMS. This is an acronym standing for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. It typically occurs 24 to 72 hours after training. It's not entirely clear what causes it, but there are a couple of theories. The first is that it's micro trauma to the muscle fibers, And the second is that calcium is accumulating in the muscle, inhibiting some cellular processes and causing a buildup of inflammatory such as histamines. But regardless of the exact cause, what you need to know is DOMS has not been shown to reflect any severity of damage. It also generates what we call the repeated bout effect, which is where the next time you come to train, the soreness you experience will be significantly reduced, so will the duration of the effect. But like all things we do, there will be some degree of specificity, meaning an adaptation to DOMS in your legs doesn't mean you won't have upper body DOMS if you decide to train hard on your upper push-pull. Irrespective of the fact that DOMS itself is not injurious, is definitely not on my list of fun things to get out of my time at the gym. Therefore, We should try to make sure that we're applying any new exercise carefully. We should look to manage the loading and the volume, not go straight into maximal doses of exercise. Which is one reason I'm not a huge fan of group classes and prefer individual program design. Of course, classes have their place and there's a lot going for them, such as a positive supportive environment with socialization. But since the program isn't specifically written for you, it can be easy to overdose on the exercise prescription. Caution when starting any new exercise regime, even if you play other sports or do other forms of exercise, is always admirable.
0: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality you do you let true green do your lawn care visit true t-r-u-g-r-e-e-n.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed
1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod50 for 50% off.
2: But what do we do if we find ourselves the victim of the dreaded doms? Well, first of all, you can just wait it out. But you can also look to things that increase localized blood flow. So in the event of DOMS in the legs, you could look to doing very low resistance, low effort cycling, maybe some walking. You could do the sauna, the hot tub, gentle massage or palpation of the muscle. I wouldn't advise a hard deep sports massage or hard foam rolling because you might cause further muscle damage if the muscle damage hypothesis is correct. And in the only two studies done on the effect of cold therapy, so talking things like ice plunge pools or cryotherapy, One study found it to be effective on DOMS and the other found it to be ineffective. So inconclusive there. And all the studies which have been done on ibuprofen have found it to be ineffectual on DOMS. The biggest thing for me when we come to look at pain in training is that just I find I can't trust most clients with things like RPE in their training. I don't find that clients are great at recognizing or admitting to themselves that they have DOMS and not an injury. Now, my example earlier about the gym in Iceland, if you're wearing a single knee sleeve to train for weeks on end because your knee is sore, you have a chronic injury, irrespective of the severity. You don't have DOMS. So in this case, no pain, no gain as a maxim is ill-advised. We have to be able to objectively evaluate our pain experience and see what we can do to continue to train without worsening our physical situation, because injury is not a state of physical fitness. Now, I want to take some time to answer an email from a listener. This one comes from a listener in Melbourne, Australia, who writes, My name is Martin. I'm 66. I've had mild to severe heart failure. However, I am fairly active. I've had three open heart surgery, aortic valve replacements. The last was in 2009. The breaks I take from training are usually organic in that I may be away for a holiday and not train for a couple of weeks every two to three months. I know this lately, over the past three weeks, that I've found it hard to keep up training three days a week in the gym, which is the routine I normally aspire to. I don't spend any more than 45 minutes at the gym. However, I train in a very consistently regulated manner with timed breaks between sets, etc., I decided today to take a week off from training as even the thought of going to the gym is abhorrent to me lately. Is that enough time off for someone of my age and health? Should I make my breaks longer or take them more frequently? Do you have any more comments or advice for me? Well, hi, Martin, and thanks for the email and for the training and physical background. I'm not sure I have enough data here to make a really meaningful intervention, meaning that you haven't really indicated what's stopping you from keeping up with the three days a week you've set for yourself, whether it's an inability to recover, fatigue, pain, injury, or just motivation. But what I can talk about is you finding the gym abhorrent. In any program, as a coach or researcher, we can look at things objectively and therefore make recommendations about the best type of training or the best type of exercise. But actually, the subjective nature of things is perhaps more important here. The biggest predictor of success in any exercise program is adherence. And the biggest predictor of adherence is enjoyment. Right now, it doesn't sound like you enjoy the training. So I would say that a really good first step here would be to think about what you don't like doing at the gym. And maybe just stop doing those things at least for a while. Maybe you might want to consider trying out a new activity. We're definitely never too old to start something new. I have a new karate student who's 75 years old and he's loving learning something new. You asked me if taking a week off is long enough. I'd probably reverse that and say, is it too long? Now, whilst I don't think a week off will fundamentally downgrade your fitness, but if it's because you aren't enjoying things, A week off won't change anything because the things you're doing at the gym aren't going to change when you return. In terms of actual training, we very often find that as we get older, our bodies become more resistant to muscle building. It's called anabolic resistance. So we actually find that more regular dosing in older populations is more useful. So I'd say that longer, more frequent breaks would be the opposite of my advice here. I do think it sounds like the root cause here is a lack of enjoyment rather than anything else. So I'd maybe consider putting the gym routine aside for now and try to do something new to see if it's fun. Like I said above, group exercises or group activities are great for socialization and enjoyment. That might make things more engaging for you. Although I often refer to exercise as a medical intervention, We all know that no one enjoys forcing down a pill. Things have got to be fun and you have to find a way to hide the pill in the cheese. Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchings and Davina Tomlin. Our intern is Cameron Lacey. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104. Or send me an email at getfitguy at com For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.